The following is my conversation with Roger Penrose. This deep thinker has a lot to say about economics and the fundamental forces that drive economic competition. So let's dive in and see what he has to say. Uh, thanks to Bookstore Scientists for sponsoring this episode. We've got a really exciting interview with one of their founders, Sarah Hennig. Sarah has been working in the book industry for over a decade, and she has a lot of great insights to share about how Bookstore Scientist works, how it's helped her as a business owner, and the strategies that other small businesses can use to grow their businesses. If you're thinking of starting or growing your own small business, make sure to tune into this interview to learn from one of the best. Stay tuned after the interview for Lexman Artificial. These are some interesting but optional messages from our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hey, Roger. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. So, Roger, what do you think about monopsonies? I'm definitely familiar with the term. They're a very important part of market structure, and they can have a lot of implications for both the buyer and seller involved in an economic transaction. Exactly. And for buyers, monopsonies can often mean higher prices, as the seller has no competition. For sellers, monopsonies can also lead to lower wages, as they're not able to compete with other suppliers. So there are definitely some fundamental forces at work here. Absolutely. So let's talk about those forces a little bit more. What do you think are the key reasons behind monopsonies? Well, one reason is that they can be advantageous for the seller. If there's only one supplier available in a particular market, that supplier can usually charge higher prices than if there were multiple suppliers competing for customers. Competing for customers. That's because the single supplier has more bargaining power than any of the other competitors. Yeah, and that could be really challenging for buyers who would otherwise be able to get lower prices if there were more suppliers available. That's right. Monopolies can lead to higher prices for buyers, and they can also limit the number of suppliers who are able to compete in a particular market. That can make it harder for buyers to find lower-cost alternatives, which can impact their overall cost of goods and services. So monopsonies can have a negative impact on both buyers and sellers involved in an economic transaction. But what about the opposite situation? What happens when there are multiple suppliers available in a market? In that case, monopsonies can actually lead to lower prices for buyers because there's competition among the suppliers and customers. And because there are multiple suppliers available, each of them is likely to offer lower prices than if only one supplier dominated the market. That means that buyers can get better deals overall than if there were just one supplier operating in the market alone. So monopsonies can actually result in cheaper prices for buyers when they exist in markets with multiple suppliers. That makes sense, given that each supplier is trying to compete with the others for business. That's right. And it also means that sellers have more competition in the market, which can lead to higher wages and improved conditions for workers in those industries. Because there are multiple suppliers available, each of them is likely to try to differentiate themselves from the others by offering better products or services at lower cost. Uh, uh, well, services at lower cost. That sounds like a positive outcome for both buyer and seller involved in an economic transaction. So what other implications do you see from monopsonies? Uh, another implication is that they can sometimes lead to monopolistic behavior on the part of the supplier. That means that the supplier is able to restrict production or sales in order to incorporate it, ease its own profits margin. That kind of behavior can limit competition in the market and suppress the price of goods and services below what they would be under normal market conditions. So monopsonies can often lead to monopolistic behavior on behalf of the supplier, which could have negative consequences for both buyer and seller involved in an economic transaction. Is there anything else you want to add? 
I don't think so. That covers pretty much everything that's related to monopsonies from my perspective. Thanks for asking me about it, Lexman. It was interesting discussing this topic with you. No problem. Thank you for your time, Roger. You're welcome. So that was my conversation with Roger Penrose. He has a lot to say about economics and the fundamental forces that drive economic competition. Monopolies are an important part of this market structure, and they can have a lot of implications for both the buyer and the seller involved in an economic transaction. Roger discussed the advantages and disadvantages of monopsonies and how they can impact both buyers and sellers in an economic transaction. So make sure to check out the latest episode of Lexman's Artificial Podcast to hear more about this important topic. I'll leave you with a poem called The Merchant of Venice by William Shakespeare. In it, Shylock presents a very interesting perspective on the benefits of monopolies. The merchant of Venice, himself a Jew, <laughs> hath thought fit to school Christians in this, that they should not disdain the advantages of money, which is the medium of trade, for nature hath so plied the gift of trade, mm -hmm. that this should be the Christian's boast. They are not forced to owe their millions for silks and emeralds from the East but with open hand to give and take what nature hath provided for their needs. Therefore the Jew who trusteth in his money yeah. enjoyeth better than the Christian, enjoyeth better than the Christian because he hateth forced justice.